praising God and um, just uh, basking in the love of Jesus. Amen. Well, that was good worship and praise today, I'll yeah. tell you what. You know, I encourage people, too, that during times like that, if you need a healing or touch of God, that's a good time just to let your faith release. You don't have to wait till the closing prayer or whatever, you know. Uh, you can just receive right any time that you feel uh, inspired. Amen. Yes. Now, we can receive from the, God, from the Lord whether we feel inspired or not, but it's, it's easier when you have unction. Amen. Yes. And uh, so it seems like not, again, doesn't affect God at all, but it affects our soul and our emotions. And so we thank God for that. What a uh, great week that we're having in the Lord and just uh, praising Him for all of His provision and all that He does. Amen. Uh, Philippians 4, if you'll turn there, we'll just get right into this. Amen. And... Um, Let's, uh, where we're gonna begin reading is in verse 4, Philippians 4, 4. We're gonna eventually focus on 7, but I, I'd like to back up here a little bit. A lot of people pray about the will of God in their life. You know, what is, what is God's will for me? And I always say, all of us have the same will of God for our lives from the general foundation standpoint. And we find it in the word, what to do, you know, what's, what's, what's God's will for me. And, uh, so we find number one, we find God's will in the word. And then there's a custom will of God that we each have that, uh, our, our purpose, our calling, our leading, our, our mission in life, our vision, uh, that, that might be different one person than the next. I believe every church has a custom mission on, on it. I believe every ministry has a custom mission on it. Amen. And yet it's all under the banner of going to all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It's all, we've all, we're all called individually and corporately to the uh, great commission. Amen. Tell everybody about Jesus and his great love. But uh, the way we fulfill that, the Lord can lead us differently. That's why it's difficult to go to one of these uh, church growth conferences and come back and, oh, you know, I'm sure that church members worldwide go, please, Lord, don't let them come back with some weird thing, you know, to do. Because uh, you'll go to a church uh, growth conference. We're not going to any church growth conferences, by the way. Uh, but you'll go to a church growth conference. you know, might uh, uh, bless, uh, it could be put into motion, you know, in some way. But uh, if you're not careful, you'll come home and want to change everything immediately and redo. And it's based on somebody else's vision, somebody else's calling in a different kind of uh, environment or a different uh, group of people. Amen. So there's not a one size fits all. And... Um, 
you know, the, the worst thing, you know, when we bought this building, I had a, a area pastor. He's not in the area anymore. Uh, get out a violin, but, uh, how sad. But, uh, he came in the door and first thing he said is, you know, you need to, you need to get rid of the pews out of here and, and, and take down all the lighting and, and paint the wall black, cover the cross, put a, a, you know, make everything dark. That was number one. And, uh, you know, get a smoke machine. And I just said, no. I mean, you know, sometimes I can be diplomatic, but then when you, when you start getting weird on me, I just go, no. And he goes, what? I said, no, we're not doing any of that. No, we're, you know, we're going to spruce up. We'll replace the carpet when we need to or whatever. And, and, and you know, add to the lighting and different things. But we're certainly not going to just, you know, go and say, well, that's what they're doing over here across town in Tampa or somewhere. And it's like, good, knock yourself out. Do your thing. Praise the Lord. Uh, get uh, chimpanzees on bicycles, you know. <laughs> hanging from the ceiling or whatever you need to do, you know, to get people going. Praise God. Don't, you know, bring in a giraffe that, you know, look at the ceiling. I don't care. But, you know, to try to put that on somebody else is just ridiculous. So I said all that to say that we can have a custom uh, will of God for our life, for our ministry, our church. And I believe that this church is called to do specific things. And there's other things that other churches are doing that we don't necessarily feel called to do. It's you got to watch me because if you walk in and go, you know, we don't have this outreach and that outreach. I'm going to fall on the floor and start saying, "Praise God! I'm glad God put that on your heart. You can you can raise all the money for that and, and not in my building, and you can lead it. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Thank you." Because somebody else will have a vision and an idea or something they saw on TV come in and want me to do it, you know. And uh, we had a lady come one time and wanted us to start a, a a book, a book distribution ministry to area prisons. And I said, you know, that's a great ministry. That's a great program. But uh, you're not here to run it. And I don't have anybody to ask to run it. So until that happens, we're not doing it. You know, well, you're not. Why? You know. Now you're under guilt and shame and condemnation because you, you're not doing their vision and, and they live 1500 miles away, you know, so it's like, please give me a break and let's just follow God. Amen. And let's do at this church what the Lord's called us to do. And, uh, if that's, if that's, if that seems not big enough vision or whatever, well, praise the Lord. Have another donut and relax. Praise God. Are you listening? So we have the, the, this, however, that I'm about to read is the general foundational will of God for every believer. There's nobody exempt from this one. Amen. Now you got to understand when you're reading Paul and he's telling us to do things, it's not the law of Paul that's replaced the law of Moses and if you don't do this, you're in sin and God is not going to answer your prayer. That's not written in there. But these are, if we want to be successful in the word, successful and skillful in the things of God, I, I want to endeavor to do everything Paul says to do. 
Amen. Because he had a revelation of Jesus Christ and a revelation of Christ in him and he in Christ. Amen. And so we want to, uh, these are not commands that have a curse if you don't do it. And You know, even though we have people in our precious word of faith movement that's tried to make it, preach it like that. That's not the, that's not the, uh, the right approach. If you don't do this, you're not following the word and God's not going to bless you. You know, like I said, the Richard Nixon jowls get to go in and I did not break any laws. Um, but, um, you can, you can approach the word like that if you want to, like some sort of legalistic, you know, curse if I don't do it thing, but um, that's not the spirit in which this is written. Amen. This is like, hey, this is a great thing. Let me tell you how to enhance it. Jesus has paid it all. He's done all the work. We don't have to merit something from God to get a blessing. However, I believe we can enhance the blessing of God and increase the power of God in our life by doing what Paul instructs here. Amen. People say, I don't like that word instruct. Well, I, you know, I, you must have been exciting putting together the kids' bicycles then. If you don't like instructions. I don't mean, my dad was kind of, I don't need the instructions guy. And we always had leftover parts and what's that? That looks kind of important part. I, I don't know. I don't know where that goes. So the instructions are not necessarily draconian or something that's Dark and evil against you, the, 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 um, the, the instructions, but instructions are to enhance your experience. Amen. And it'll, everything will run a lot better usually if you follow the instructions. I don't want to eat your food either if you don't like instructions because sometimes you might leave out something. Somebody made a cheesecake one time and left the sugar out. Wasn't good. I'm just sorry. It just didn't quite do what it should have done. Um, so let's begin reading here before I just use up all the time yakking. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Now that right there is a pretty big instruction because of the word always. Um, well, in King James, it says always, but we would say always. Always rejoice in the Lord. Now, that means under every circumstance and in any situation, we're going to rejoice in the Lord. So when, 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 when you're healthy and strong, there's plenty of money in the bank and everything's exciting and wonderful, rejoice, praise the Lord. But when, it, when things have gone a little south, as they say, and, and stuff's not working out, then you still rejoice. Amen. Amen. And if we can learn to rejoice always, I believe that our faith and our our life will will continue to go forward. Then it says, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. Uh, Of course, we read this just recently. Uh, That means have no anxiety or care about anything. Be careful for nothing. That doesn't mean don't be careful crossing the street 
or something like that. In fact, we're going to look at that in the Amplified Classic here in just a minute. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. In other words, if you've got something that would cause anxiety, that would cause you to be careful, that's what you're going to take to the Lord. The old song, take it to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Now let's look at that uh, verse 6 there in Amplified. Do not fret or have any anxiety. How much? Have any anxiety about anything. Have any anxiety about anything. Wow, I don't know about you. I've got a ways to go <laughs> on this one. I'm just being honest. As a believer, this has nothing to do with being a pastor. Uh, this has just, just me as a believer, David the believer. I'm telling you, I've got a little ways to go. And, and But I do practice this as a part of my Christian discipline, amen, uh, to to try not to <laughs> have uh, fret. Now, I'm going to talk about anxiety here in just a moment. Have any anxiety about anything about, well, what about this? This is a big deal here. This is a, this is an ugly diagnosis. This is a, look at this uh, checkbook total. Look at this, you know, look at my situation. It says about, look at this letter from an attorney, whatever it would be that would be frightening. It says about anything. But in every circumstance, how many? And in everything, by prayer and petition, definite request with thanksgiving. In other words, we're thanking God in advance, like my dad's book, you know, thank you for the biscuits. He's thanking in advance. He said, if he, if you thanked, if he, if he thanked my grandmother, who I never met because she died before I was born. But my, uh, he said that his mother would put the biscuits on the table. And if you wanted a biscuit, you had to thank her for it in advance. Thank you for the biscuits. And then you'd get the, the biscuit passed. And if you grabbed, if you reached, it was the last biscuit, he said, Whoever said thank you for the last biscuit got it. And my dad said I was pretty sure I was going to be the one to get it. And he said if anybody reached over with a hand, they'd about get it bit off, you know. <laughs> Definite request with thanksgiving. In other words, thanksgiving is the faith part because we're already thanking him. We're thanking him so far in advance we're thanking him before we're saying amen to our prayer. Well, that sounds like you must believe it belongs to you. Now, my dad said about the biscuit, if I could, we've got those books in the bookstore, by the way, if you want one. The, the biscuit, um, he knew it belonged to him, but he knew the key to receiving it was Thanksgiving. Now, we're not manipulating God or working some weird system here. But it is, there is some truth about the word thanksgiving. If you're giving thanks, it, it must mean that you believe that this belongs to you. That you're about to receive. You know, I mean, I've thanked people. They've invited, you know, Scarlett and I over for a meal or whatever. And, and while sitting down, you say, wow, look at this beautiful spread of food. Thank you for inviting us. Well, that must mean I believe that they're going to feed me some of it. Like, well, that's not for you. 
That's, we just wanted you to see how good we can cook, but you can't eat any of it. Okay, you're weird. I'm leaving. With, <laughs> with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants, your request, it says in King James, known to God. Amen. This is God's will for us. Now, that word anxiety is interesting because doctors say that they believe that the source of almost all disease uh, starts with anxiety, that that's the trigger. I had one doctor mention to me one time, he was like this holistic guy, a little strange, but he um, was talking about DNA and, uh, of course, you know, in the faith movement, nobody wants to talk about DNA because it's of the devil. But anyway, uh, we all do have DNA, and we all do, because of DNA, have tendencies based on whatever we inherited. And you can overcome those. That's what I want to say. You can overcome them. But it's, it's, it, maybe it's smart sometimes to recognize what, you know, the thing might be. But they say that with... Um, um, in other words, so you can be predisposed, 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 these big words we didn't have in Georgia in school. 49th in the nation education. Um, predisposed towards uh, maybe certain things like obesity, diabetes, arthritis, whatever. And they say that oftentimes it's almost like you've got this hidden lever inside, and then something has to come along and pull the lever open for that disease to manifest. That was an interesting illustration to me, and I thought, hmm, wonder what the trigger is. Then they started doing research of people with different uh, debilitating diseases and found out that 18 months before the diagnosis, almost to the day, something tragic had happened to them something that caused a lot of anxiety, pulled the trigger. Now, this isn't a hard, fast rule. You know, you don't have to come to me after the service and say, well, I've got this and I, nothing happened. Well, okay, good. Praise the Lord. You're, the, you're not in this group then. But I'm saying that for a lot of people, they, the lever gets pulled when there's something that causes a lot of anxiety. The Bible is a book of healing. The Bible is a book of health. The Bible, if you follow it, can help you with your health situation. I believe it. And so that's why when a tragedy happens, even, even to the extent that someone passes away, um, that, you, you know, unexpectedly or whatever, we can, even with that, protect our soul and our heart and mind. Amen with the Word of God to where we say, yes, this is tough, this is emotional, this is tragic, but I'm not going to let it create anxiety. And so, if it, you know, even if your business isn't doing well or whatever's happening, don't let, don't become anxious. Don't let anxiety rule the day. So do not fret or have any anxiety about anything because God... A, heaven's not thrown off guard. They don't have emergency blue lights going in heaven in a big meeting at the big hall, <laughs> the hall of God. 
<laughs> and he's sitting there going, how come we weren't informed about this, you know? You know, Sister Ledbetter's sewer line broke, and we didn't know anything about it, you know. Something happens, you know. And so that's the way we act like this is just, what is, I've heard people say, what is happening right now? This is the end of the world. And it's like, no, it's not. It feels like it. And maybe a lot, you know, just can frustrate you. And then like Pastor Scarlett said Wednesday night, there's nothing wrong with venting a little, as long as you don't let it go to anxiety. And as long as you don't call me out, call me up at two o'clock in the morning to tell me you, you want to vent. Most nights I go to bed with my phone dying in the night anyway because I'm too tired to go plug it back in. Um, okay, now let's continue reading here and then we're going to do one more verse. The peace, uh, it says, let your request be known unto God. Now what is the result of all this? I believe it's all of this. Rejoicing, moderation in life, uh, uh, not fretting, amen. These are blessing things for us to do. And what is the what is the prize? There's a it's a box of cracker jacks. What's the what's in the what's the prize? The prize is the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts. And minds through Christ Jesus, which keeps you from being anxious. Amen. Woo! Now let's look at that in Amplified Classic. And God's peace shall be yours. God's. How many believe God has peace? Yes. Is He worried up all night and fretting and pacing the hall and? Biting his nails down to the nub and is that what he's doing? No, God's peace. Cause we think, well, uh, the peace that God gives. Yeah, but it's his own peace. It's not just uh, the human version of it or a little taste. It's full blown peace. His full blown godly, God the Father, <laughs> God the Creator's peace. God Almighty, his peace. I think his peace is a strong thing. And we can have the peace that God has. Wow! I have a book on peace. Go buy that too. A deep settled peace. God's peace shall be yours. God's peace shall be ours. That tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace. In other words, we're all good today. Praise the Lord. Well, Brother Horton, tomorrow's Monday morning. I'm facing a thing. You know, all right. Well, praise God. You got that tomorrow too. I heard... uh Brother uh, Joseph Prince say one time, he said, you know, if you're facing a tough... Time, just say, Lord, your grace is sufficient for me today, for me to deal. i got to go give a deposition, or I've got to go to court, or I've got to 
you know, I got to meet with a family member that wants to cuss me out. I've got to do whatever, you know, uh, I'm gonna, I've got to face a, a, a medical thing. But praise God, you know, God's grace is sufficient to see you through. Look at this salvation we have. Look at this amazing grace, amazing thing that we have, which transcends all understanding because you understand, you know, I've had people say, you, you're not taking this seriously enough. You know, I don't understand. Boy, if you're around CPAs and attorneys, they love to scare the snot out of you, you know. And they, you know, you're not taking this seriously. Yes, I am, but I'm, uh, I'm doing the peace that transcends all understanding. I know a higher power, a higher peace, a higher authority. Shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Glory. And then he tells us what to think on. And then finally, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Amen? These are all part of the same things. But uh, the title today is The Peace That Passes Understanding. And that's what we have. Not, well, you can tap into that when you need it. I need it all the time. You can wake up in the night just wake up from a dead sleep terrified over some thought that's come to you. Terrified. And you just go, you know what? I've got the peace that passes understanding. The Bible says he gives his beloved sleep, and I'm his beloved. I'm going to sleep. I'm casting the care on the Lord. Jesus is Lord, and if God can't fix my problem, I'm basically screwed anyway. So I'm just going to go on and worship God. It's the truth. So um, one more. Can you handle one more? Okay, look at uh, Isaiah 54. Well, we're going to look at two two passages in Isaiah, okay? And then finally, we'll go back to 41. But okay, Isaiah 54, uh, verse 11. I think this is in my book too on deep settled peace. But this is a scripture that came to to us um, uh, when we found out that we had lost our our son to uh um in the war in Afghanistan and so you know you're looking for peace <laughs> glory to god you know on something like that you can imagine um how uh much anxiety you could have over that but um we found the scripture Isaiah 54 o thou afflicted uh, i'm sorry verse 11 o thou afflicted Tossed with tempest and not comforted. Now, tossed with tempest is uh, talking about uh, a boating term, basically. The tempest being the storm on the water 
and you're out there on the little your your little boat, your little dinghy, <laughs> and you don't have a rudder, you don't have a um, an oar, you don't have a sail, you don't have a motor, you don't have anything to 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 help you uh, steer and have direction. And so um, that's what being tempest tossed is. Has anybody ever felt that that you were just in a little boat? And you had no control over what was happening. And you're just like tossed around. Oh, thou afflicted, tossed with tempest and not comforted. Just in other words, he's being very honest here. I am not comforted. I have been in a situation before where I did not feel comforted. Did not feel safe. Did not feel looked after. Uh, even though you knew it was not true, you knew the word, but still you could have these, these soul expressions. Comforted. Behold, I will lay thy stones with fair colors and lay thy foundations with sapphires. And I will make the windows of agates and gates of carbuncles and all thy borders of pleasant stones. Um, he's talking about a castle here. A fortress. Castles, a castle, the, the term castle has lost its meaning over the years. Uh, people think of a castle just being like a fancy mega mansion or something, and they, they call it a castle. But the castle, original castles, they were residences of feudal lords, but they also served as uh, a defense fortress against anyone marauding to come attack them. So we're, we're talking about a castle here. The windows of agates, they, I saw some crusade era castles in Spain on a trip I went one time and they actually have agate windows. It's slices of uh, agate, which is like a semi-precious stone, uh, something, um, and, and, um, kind of like a slab of marble or whatever that could be cut thin enough that light penetrates, but uh, it's still strong. So that way, bows and arrows and those kinds of things and, uh, you know, balls of tar on fire <laughs> can't come through the window and uh, and attack your castle. So even the windows provide light, but also protection. The gates of carbuncles and all thy borders of pleasant stones. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. In righteousness shall thou be established. So the name of this castle is righteousness. You know, if you have a big enough house, you can name it. If you have a small house and you name it, it's pretentious. <laughs> and maybe a little embarrassing. But if you have a big enough house, and who knows what that is, you can name it, like Mar-a-Lago, for example. So, um, in righteousness, so this house is so grand and great, spiritual house, that it's got a name, and its name is righteousness. So, make sure you stay in righteousness. In other words, you know that you're the righteousness of God in Christ. Uh, Thou shalt be far from oppression, far from it. Thou shalt not fear, um, and from terror, 
for it shall not come near you. And then finally, in verse 17, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment shall thou condemn, and or one scripture says, proven to be in the wrong. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. So that means it already belongs to you. Heritage is uh, kind of includes the thought of, of inheritance, right? Like it's something you've inherited. Because... Uh, and the, their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So, praise God, we have another scripture there of um, of showing how to live in peace. Amen? Yeah. All around you can be turmoil. and People think, well, peace is a place of there's no challenge. It's just nothing you know, coming against me. But you can have peace in the middle of a war. You can have peace in the middle of a war and uh, find peace. Isaiah 41, verse 10 says, Fear thou not. The key word is not. <laughs> Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help you. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. So, obviously, the Lord knows that in life there's going to be things that could cause us to be dismayed. Why else would he say, don't be? Right? And so, you know, some people think, well, why am I going through this dark place? Why am I going through such a struggle? And uh, I got bad news for you. It's because you're alive. The only people that are not experiencing challenge are over here in the cemetery. They're already gone on, in other words. But if you're alive <laughs> and, uh, and breathing, you're going to face some challenges in your life. Amen. And... uh but the Lord wants us to go through life facing those challenges with peace and not being dismayed and being strengthened. Now, uh, let's keep reading. Behold, all they that were increased against you, uh, incensed, I'm sorry, incensed against you, shall be ashamed and confounded or made to be confused. They shall be as nothing. Hallelujah. And they shall strive with thee, shall perish. Thou shalt seek them and shall not find them. Even them that contended with thee. They that war against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. For because I am I, the Lord thy God, will hold up thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help you. Have you ever felt like, I just need some help. I need some health help. I need some financial help. I need some, you know, help in the church or help in my business or whatever. And, and, the Lord's going, 
I'm the first volunteer. I'll help you. Isn't that beautiful? God's helping you. I said God's helping you. And he's helping us when we don't feel like he's helping us. And he's helping us when it don't look like he's helping us. Sorry, that's not good English. He's helping us when it doesn't look like he's helping us. Praise God. Um, let's look at the, these passages from the Amplified real quick. I've still got a couple of minutes on my own self-imposed time frame here. Um, fear not. Look at this. Uh, look at this. Is this beautiful? Is this helping you today? Is this encouraging you? I'm encouraged. Somebody asks you, what's happening with, you know, with your health or what's happening with your business, or whatever. You can always say, the Lord's helping us. That's right. <laughs> and it might, that day might have been the worst report you've ever gotten, but you can still say, you know what, the Lord's helping us. Amen. So what, how can we lose? How can we lose? Can't lose. The Lord's helping us. The Lord's putting us over. The Lord cares about what's going on. The Lord is concerned. Hallelujah. And God's helping us. And He's, and His, and His ministering spirits, the angels are encamped round about us and they're helping us. We got a lot of help. And He's, holding us up, our hands, to praise Him and to worship. Glory to God. The devil doesn't want you to know this. He'd rather you go around quoting, well, the Lord said He wouldn't put any more on us than we can bear. And I'm just going to ask the Lord just to let, just take a little of the load. He don't want to take it all, just a little. That's just an abomination. If you pray something like that in front of me, I'm going to correct you. I'm just telling you. Just get ready, because I'm going to say, don't ever utter those words in my presence again and repent for blaspheming inside the sanctuary. Well, that's just how I feel, Pastor. Well, let me kick you in the shin and see if you feel that. Praise God. We can redirect your feelings very quickly. I know a guy that knows a guy. (laughs) Fear Fear not. There is nothing to fear. (laughs) For I am with you. Do not look around you in terror ah, and be dismayed, for I am your God. I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yet, like M&M, you've got a protective coating. You won't melt. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, look at all this. Yes, yes. Yes, I will help you. 
Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand of rightness and justice. Sometimes, you know, we'll hear a person say, well, you know, I have been so mistreated and and I have been, you know, uh, what? The way I've been treated is not fair. It's not just. Help's on the way. Don't you worry about it. God will make it right. God will make it right. Now, it might not be through the people that harmed you or, you know, slandered you in some way. But God, in His own way, will make it right. And He can make you shine right in the middle of Pharaoh's court. Um, let's look at the um, Amplified, just for verse 13, and then we'll be done. For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. I am the Lord who says to you, fear not, I will help you. Amen. Praise God. Let's lift our hands and thank God today for the word. Thank God for that encouragement that God is helping us. And just believe that and be helped today. You are watching on the internet. Be helped by God the Father. Hallelujah, the Lord God Almighty. Uh, And we're going to pray for your healing right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I just thank you for your healing power. You know, if you've got a physical need, put your hand where you're suffering. Jesus will touch you in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for touching and healing the sick. I command, I take my authority as a believer and as a minister of the gospel and as the pastor of this church. In Jesus' name, I command blind eyes to open, deaf ears to unstop, lame legs to walk, cancers and tumors to dry up and disappear, any rogue cells trying to manifest something in someone's body, any kind of disease that's got any name must bow its knee to the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for your miracle healing working power in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Lord, those that have material and financial needs, I thank you that you show yourself strong this week in their lives and manifest miracles in the name of Jesus. So I'm going to obey God this morning. Brother Whit, if you'd come down here, I'd like to lay hands on you and speak a word of healing over your body. Pastor Scarlett, if you would help me. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you for your healing power. We speak health, wholeness, life, abundance on this man's life. In Jesus' name, be healed and whole from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Every cell normal. Every cell normal, any cell in this body that's not normal, we cast it out in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your healing touch. Thank you for your miracle working power. Thank you, Lord, for faith and strength and authority in Jesus' name. Satan, take your hands off of God's property in the name of Jesus. I adjure you, you foul force. 
to go in Jesus' name. And we rejoice with our brother today that he's healed and whole and strength and has decades of life left to live and testify of the goodness of God in the land of the living. In Jesus' name, brother. God bless you. Thank you. I'm healed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you need a financial miracle uh, here in this place today, just stand up. I'm going to speak a word. I'm inspired today. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you need a financial miracle, stand up. In the name of Jesus, Father, I speak um, a word of financial blessing. A financial miracle in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that there will come raises, new, more customers, um, some of the seeds that are in the ground and in, uh, investments. I command those things to produce. It's time to harvest in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We thank you for abundance. We call those things that be not as though they were. We call bank accounts full of money. We call checking accounts full of money. We call pocketbooks and purses and, and car pockets and, and uh, pants pockets full of money in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that everybody in this church that has a business and some kind of business connection, I command those businesses to produce in the name of Jesus, for the kingdom of God. Produce for the family of God. Produce in Jesus' name. If the devil's gotten in on some of it, he's re- the devourer is rebuked this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's rejoice and receive. Praise God. Praise God in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, praise the Lord. You got anything? Yeah, I thought you did. Hallelujah. Glory to God. For this is the day of salvation, and this is the time of redemption, and this is the time for the church to shine in its finest hour. And so take advantage of that, believer. Take advantage of what I have prepared for you, saith the Lord. For it's yours, it's got your name on it. And I, saith the Lord, know what you have need of even before you ask, but you still ask in faith and receive the miracles that you're standing for. And declare that this week is the day of salvation. Got more? Or no? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's just worship Him just a moment. Just take a minute. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your manifestation of the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. This church shall be known 
for gifts of the Spirit in operation. This church, I'm prophesying, this church shall be known for miracles, shall be known as a place of refuge, shall be known as a place of breakthrough in Jesus' name. We thank you for that breakthrough anointing that helps people to just break through that final barrier and receive what they need from the Lord. And I declare it so in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You have to do the translating. Well, it is the time for these, these things to break through. It is the time now, the manifestations for you to see it come to pass. And we, we know that the Lord, He is real. He is with us. He is for us. He is here today. So don't put off these things for the future. Well, one day, one day, uh, receive now and say it's now and say it's this week and ah, say it's this month. And things are happening now. And the goodness of God is mine in the land of the living yes. today. For now is the acceptable time. Today is the day of salvation, saith the Lord of God. Amen, amen. Let's praise Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.